What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. <clears throat> Coming up on the pod, we talk China, Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, and the 1991 classic horror comedy, Trimmers. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic, you got cannabis keen and he's alright. Kyle is giving all he can give and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. This is real buzz tea. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today we are the Real Buzz Crew. I am Real Buzz Rob. I can't believe we said no to free beer. And to my left, we have feature film producer and former CEO of Mammoth Media, Christopher Douglas Hawkins. Confuse that. Cannon fuse. What the hell you use it for? A cannon. And to my adjacent, we have my seventh grade Spanish partner. I could tell you what he does for a living, but it's literally classified. Seriously. Kyle Presley. What the hell's going on? <laughs> no hey, what the hell is going on? Kyle <laughs> we called him K-Pad 90. <laughs> we have Kyle Maddie over here. Hey, shout out to K-Pad 90. Dude was really fucking cool. He still is. Yeah. Uh, well, all so, right. is, anyway, so is this sure. Kyle. The, the one that's more relevant. I mean, sorry, bro. You're not quite as cool as Kyle he's, Paddock. He's in the room. We should talk about Kyle Paddock the rest of this podcast. We should, that's what I, think. I think he would love that. Yeah. And uh, seventh grade Spanish uh, partner, shout out to uh, Senor Perdon. Yeah, Senor Perdon. We can we can go to that story real quick. There was, um, and you're going to want to get as close to that mic as possible. Uh, there is, uh, a, yeah, that's perfect. There is a story where uh, K Pad, not K Pad, Kyle, K Press, <laughs> K Press, and I were in. Spanish class, seventh grade, Senor Perdon. She had a she had a very uh, she had leather pants. He, she did yeah. bright. Were they? Um, they're black or they yellow? They were some strange color. I remember black. Yeah, I think it's black. Yeah, she had banana yellow hair, a she very did. thick Puerto Rican accent. Uh, because remember, she always said uh, instead of saying tortilla, she said tortillas. She said the double L was Mejamo. Double L was a J, not a Y. That was very Puerto Rican. Very, yeah, that's the Puerto Rican accent. Yes. And we had a day where we uh, Kyle and I were Spanish reading uh, buddies. We had read magazines, and this magazine happened to be an international magazine that contained inappropriate images of women. Yes, Ooh, naked women, this. lesbianas, this was, uh, femininas. This was an uh, introduction in uh, you know many ways to uh, Spanish culture. Uh, in, for a seventh grade um, schoolboy, it sure. was my favorite part of Spanish one in seventh grade. Once she found out we were looking at it, she goes, "Oh my God, he's Jones!" Like her husband, I guess her husband's into uh, Hispanic porn, and <laughs> that I guess that one just happened to get into the mix. Hey, and you, a couple of lucky guys, we got to we got to go through it a little. You don't bit. just every, buy every leather dog pants. Has their day, you yeah, know. you don't buy leather tan- pants as a teacher. You earn them. Kyle, how old do you think she was when she taught us? Forties. No, dude, I was going to go 60s. You think she was that yeah. old? I, I think thought she 50s lady. I think she was a 60s lady, and she had on uh, not 60s leather pants. That's all I remember about Senor Perdon. I don't sure. mean this in a sexist way, but that lady did not dress her age. 
Yeah. Entertaining, though, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I She's, would not pick a different uh, Spanish teacher, uh, you know, given the choice. So I, re- I remember Apagames to this day. Shout out to you, Apagame, Senor Pernod. Didn't Chase Hunter get the most? He, uh, he had to... Pagame, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it's the was, first one. It was pay me. It is. It, it means it literally translates to pay me. And I remember we had to like sit out in the hall and you had to record yourself for your final. And Chase did record Pagame, 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 and just record over everybody's final. So what a rascal. Oh, Thanks, Chase. What Appreciate a that. rascal. All right, let's move on to real buzz current affairs. Start off with some interesting news out of China. China launches a rocket into space for their uh, space station, which is in space. And the rocket launch went fine. However, the launcher, along with it, also was accidentally launched into space and is now um, descending back to Earth. Launcher is approximately the size of a 10-story building and weighs 21 metric tons. It's predicted that the launcher will come back into Earth's atmosphere and crash in approximately two weeks. And the trajectory that's been figured is it's going to crash somewhere south of New York and north of New Zealand. So, like, <laughs> basically anywhere. This is all real things you're yeah, telling me right now. Yeah, 100%. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I like I'm, this new segment, by the way. I didn't know we were going to get a current events. Oh, event, yeah. So. This, this, ah, this has been going on for a month or two. We're getting more Facebook I'm for Rob. This. I'm for this. Um, oh, no. Facebook Rob will be way more militant than this. That's true. Fair. Way more. It's, but it's a blend. That's, yeah, it's a blend. That's too long of a trajectory, by the way. New York to New Zealand, that's not appropriate. You that's might just as well like say saying somewhere on Earth. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. So basically, Canada might be okay. Yes. Any, I don't know. Somewhere in the northern or southern hemisphere. Yeah. And I suspect that, like, what's the protocol? You just like duck and cover? Like, what are you supposed to do about it? I this? don't like, know. Like, wouldn't that be the craziest thing if you just made it through this global pandemic, un, like, unscathed, and then you just get fucking murdered by some sort of Chinese, Chinese space equipment? Now you said it's a launcher, like, it's yeah. like attaches to the rocket that's right. supposed to come off. I don't know how they fucked that up, but I guess the launcher went up in space with the rocket, and it's not designed to stay in space. And I, I guess it didn't leave, uh, go far enough into space to where it's not coming back. Elon Musk would not approve. Well, speaking of which, Elon Musk can be host. It's going to be hosting SNL, and I'm here for it. I'm very. Excited. I saw that. Uh, very the, excited. But you know who's not here for it? The cast members. Yeah, that's the mm. thing. People get really pissed off because they don't like what Elon says on Twitter, and I don't agree with a lot of what he says on Twitter. But the guy's also done more for global warming than any human being ever. So I don't. He gets a pass with me. I don't care. I agree with him pumping up Dogecoin, which I currently he have. He is. So oh, do you have Dogecoin? I got a little Dogecoin. Ooh, I got in at five cents. To the moon! I'm not going to be a, you know, buying, Doge a Tesla, millionaire. buying a Tesla anytime soon, but shout no. out to Elon. Well, maybe, because they might get to the point where they're pr- producing them at such a high rate where they get less expensive. If they could cap and make it like Bitcoin, where they're not, like, infinitely easy to mine, yeah. you know, Doge could go through the roof, go to the moon. I don't know anything about cryptocurrency, really. I just see people posting about it on Facebook all the time, and I'm like, I guess maybe. I mean, if it's already this big of a deal, I'm too late, so I'm just I'm not going to waste my time learning anything about it. But yeah, so I yeah, like you were saying, Chris, that everyone is mad because he you know is says not politically like popular things for SNL crowd, and I I say fuck it. I think he's going to be super awkward. I'm very excited. He's either going to be really good or like cringeworthy to watch. He already tweeted like, hey. Uh, juggling around some skit ideas, so send me some ideas. And then one of the cast members was like, "It's called a sketch, bro." It's called. <laughs> so yeah. they're they're already fucking with him. Yeah, no, they're probably not. They're not happy at all that he's going to be on. No, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be very awkward, but in the best way possible. Because it, I've watched so many interviews with him, Rogan mostly, 
and he just doesn't seem like he's in the same like atmosphere as you. He's just in his own like the way his mind's working. Like he's kind of talking to you, and you're getting a response out of him, but you're not even sure if he's even concentrating or there. It's wild. Yeah, he's got that CEO mindset. It's, you got to be a little half crazy to to be into all the stuff he's into. Oh, he's a genius, dude, and his, his workload is insane. Like, I don't, he's like, yeah, well, you know, right now just running another company. Like, when? How? I just do it. Yeah. 120, 120 hour, 130 hour work weeks. Are, that, that's uh, impossible. Not for the faint of heart. But he's definitely he, on the spectrum. Yeah, something. All right, moving on to, speaking of Rogan, Joe Rogan. He got back in the news this week because he received a ton of backlash for advising younger, healthy people who exercise regularly not to get the vaccine. And I don't know who, why the fuck do we care what Joe Rogan says about a vaccine? Why are we getting medical? If you're getting, I didn't know it was a thing. I mean, he's he's entitled to his own opinion, right. but I don't see why people would be up in arms about it. Well, they're trying to get Spotify to stop being his platform because he said something. It's just it's getting ridiculous. Like, yeah, man, I think you should get the vaccine. I did get the vaccine. The day when internet trolls don't decide these kinds of things will be a good day. I just, I mean, I take some personal accountability for your health. Right. If you're going to listen to Joe Rogan on medical advice, then, I mean, great. I mean, go all more power to you, but I'm going to stick with folks that have dedicated their lives, have medical degrees, yep. no facts. That, that's who I get and my information He literally from. said in the next show, he's like, yeah, man, ah, uh, fuck, man, really sorry. I didn't mean to get the entire world up in arms because I said <laughs> something on a fucking podcast. And I agree, dude. I think... I like Joe Rogan. I don't like a lot of his guests he has on, but I like Joe Rogan, and I think you know he has some interesting ideas. But he's not someone that has to be held accountable. He's not a an authority figure of any kind. He's not. He doesn't work for the government. He's not a health official. He's a dude with the podcast. I I like Joe Rogan from the perspective that he hunts with Steve Rinella, and that's the exposure that I they get to him on the Mediator podcast. And he seems like a good dude on that podcast. But I like him. That it's like I'm not seeking medical advice from no. him nor other people. So I just people get too. Too worked up about stuff. Yeah, man, it's okay. Like we can, we can say something that we disagree with, and not be like, "You don't need. You deserve to lose your job." Right. You said you have. You just got the Johnson Johnson. Yeah, I did. this morning. This morning, hey, CBS. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing terrible yet. Like as far as you know, like feeling bad just after yeah. getting the shot. My arm was a little sore, but that's about it. Stool's normal. Uh, yeah, pretty good actually. Pretty, pretty <laughs> nice, nice and pretty girthy. healthy. Yeah, yeah, I just yep. you know. <laughs> were you just nervous? Checking. Were you nervous that it's now dubbed the clot shot? No, oh, that's good. I I've looked into a lot of uh, like like what happens Watch. and how likely it is for you to get blood clots and who has. It's right. people who take women who take birth control are way more likely to get blood clots than someone getting this vaccine. It's not. I'm not worried at all. Yeah. I have the Johnson Johnson. Yeah, J and J Brothers. J and J Brothers. Yeah, dude. And I honestly, there like I could have gone somewhere else to get Pfizer or uh, Moderna, but I was like, I don't want to have to do this twice. Like right. I just yeah, get it one done. And done. One and done. Let's just get it done. I'm Pfizered up. And you, you have to go a month between the two shots, right? It was like 21 days for Pfizer. Okay, three weeks. Yeah, yeah I would just I just want to get it done. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move on to the movie we are reviewing today, which is Tremors. Release date, January 19th, 1990. Director was Ron Underwood. This was Ron's first notable feature film. After this, he did City Slickers, Mighty Joe Young, and then just uh, tons of episodes of television. Very random, all over the place. Mighty Joe Young. It's funny he did Mighty Joe Young. I that. know. I barely, I remember I, that movie's about a gorilla. That's I mean, all I remember. Somebody had to do that movie, though. Is it like a true story? I doubt it. Man, I couldn't tell you much about I Mighty Joe it. Young. I doubt it. I think it's just like King Kong, but docile. 
No, I think it's more of like uh, he was this captive, this, this gorilla in captivity. I actually, I have no idea what I'm explaining. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember that there's, I there's a giant, woman though? involved. Was he like big? No, he was just a, well, he was a gorilla. I mean, he's so big, but not for a gorilla. But he wasn't like King Kong, like no, no, not not like. Uh, oh, I thought he was not Kong big. I thought he was yeah, like very. Wasn't big. there like a Free Willy type movie that was about like a like a docile King Kong gorilla, or am I just totally making that up? Well, Free Willy is a whale. Yeah, but it's like Free Willy style. Like, they're going to save the creature. Oh, like same premise? I'm, it could be Mighty Joe Young. Yeah, I, and I say it like I have any fucking idea. I just remembered that, what's her name from, um, oh, that new J, that Jason Bateman series on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, Netflix? Ozarks? Or uh, Ozark? Ozark. Who plays his wife? Oh. oh, I don't know. Her. She's in the Mighty Joe Young movie. I normally know her name. She's a really well-known and established and great actor, so fuck me. Cast, cats. Uh, Kevin Bacon is Valentine McKee. Ra- Rob. Reba Re- 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 McIntyre? Reba McIntyre. Well, Reba McIntyre as Heather Gummer. Fred Ward as Earl Boss. Honorable mention to Victor Wong as Chang. He was also, I don't know if you guys have seen Big Trouble in Little China, but he's yes. that guy too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Michael Gross is Burt Gummer, obviously. He's the cult favorite character from this film. And then Ariana Richards, who plays Mindy, who's also the young girl from Jurassic Park. Timmy's sister? Oh, yes. that's right. I have she, a bullet point here. It's a Jurassic Park girls in this. Yeah, she doesn't – I don't think she has a line, but she does have some – she has some very physical acting involved. I remember she, like, yeah. screams a couple of times, falls down a couple of times. She probably did have to learn to do the pogo stick. I, I could never cool. do that more than seven or yeah. eight times, man. I was sh- – I mean, I'm also a shit athlete, so. My question, do you list those uh, from top build down? No, what I do is I just kind of pick the characters I think are important or would be interesting to go over. I would have gone with Michael Gross, but I he's not that interesting. Reba McIntyre is much more interesting. So obviously Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward were the two that we had to do. And then I was like, I, we do current affairs, so I don't want to do four, so I'll do three. And the third was Reba. Okay. Valent- that makes sense. Valentine McKee. That is a name right there. It's a hell of a name, and it does not match his overall appearance or demeanor. Right. right. And uh, also, I'm always going to confuse Pat Morita and Victor Wong. Those two are interchangeable in my mind. Wait, who in Victor Wong? Pat Morita, the guy from Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi. Oh yeah, yeah. Those two dudes are like. Once I, I think uh, Peter or um, the guy who plays Chang in this movie is a bit more animated than Mr. Miyagi. A little Miyagi. bit, yeah. 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 But uh, I, 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 I totally thought I, I made a note that said Mr. Miyagi's in this movie, and I was like, nope, nope. So you're saying that people that appear Asian look similar? I knew you were gonna go there. Hashtag stop Asian hate. There is. Absolutely, is that what you're saying? Also, don't people don't I mean, get, don't be, don't go beat up Chinese people because of this whole rocket situation yeah, either. Yes. And to be fair, you've got a ducks unlimited koozie in the shotgun shell shape. So yes, you absolutely. Yeah, guys, I didn't realize I invited the nations. Duck Hunter brothers on this fucking show. What is going on here? You know, this is just how we look. This is <laughs> this is my COVID beard. So it is fantastic, is, uh, Kyle. I'm not even. Like I'm crawling out of my uh, basement office space for the first time <laughs> Dude, in a year. I'm not even fucking around. Like... That beard fucks. It looks fantastic. Like that. <laughs> like that beard. Like if you were ever one like questioning any kind of manhood and you grow that, you're like, never mind. We were with. Uh, we were at dinner with KP and Shella and a few others last night, and Shella was making comments about how it tickled. Ooh. Nice. Dual dual purpose. Oh, she was yeah, she 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 didn't shy away from it. No comment. Well Kyle Shell's told us you're you're a very very performative and great lover. It's fine. Uh I agree. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. Kevin Bacon. Before this known for Animal House and Footloose, 
After this, known for Flatliners, A Few Good Men, Apollo 13, Balto. He voiced Balto. I forgot about that. Oh, he's in Balto? He's Balto. That's... That makes me like him more. Yeah, of course. I love Kevin Bacon. Wild Things. That's like one of the first movies where I, well, I was probably 13 or 14 when I saw that movie. It's like Denise Richards' boobs. Really good time in my life. Uh, <laughs> Hollow Man, Mystic River, X-Men First Class, Black Mass, Patriot's Day, and the Amazon Prime show I Love Dick. He's a pretty solid actor. Oh, for He's sure. He's a very solid actor. He was over the top in this, but good. No, he was. this is definitely... He, I think he did it on purpose, though, because it's right. a comedy. It's, yeah. but yeah, I, I, he was a little over the top, but not. In a, it wasn't to the point where I found it distracting or bad. He yeah. had some beautiful hair. <laughs> it was. He did have some beautiful. Hair. That shit was feathery, walking. man. He didn't like, pull off the like I'm an I'm a Nevada bum very yeah. well at all. Enti- know, entirely too handsome. Very, very, very much a pretty boy. That's like, oh man, we need to get out of this shit old town. Yeah. But I liked his belt buckle too. It was like the shape. It's a heart. heart. Yeah. Like yeah. It, 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 like a Valentine. Oh, play. I didn't put that together. That makes like, sense. Yeah. Valentine heart. My uh, my first the first note that I have is actually where he would like the movie like the cold open is you know yeah. he's he's in just the back in of the, the desert. Truck. Yeah, yeah, he's in the back of the truck, and he's got the wife beater on. Yep. And then he pulls out the sleeveless like denim shirt, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. and that's him getting ready in the morning, you know, and that is just slightly more clothing than he currently had. Yeah, it's your southwestern white trash starter kit. Yeah, yeah. You got a, a guy. You got a guy sleeping in a sleeping bag in the back of your truck. You got this crazy cowboy hat, this beater on, some pretty decent boots, and real tight jeans. Yep. I I love that opening scene where they're they're getting up out of the truck. They're they're patting around for cigarettes, a light. You know, it's the routine. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know, and, it also confused me why they're sleeping out there though because they have, they have a, they a have double a, wide. They have a tr- like two trailers, and so they're just like well. Barbed wire fence isn't going to make itself in the morning, so I guess we'll just sleep out here. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're get a real they're, early start. They're squabbling yeah. over who's making breakfast. Right, like do they have eggs in this truck that they're just like? Carrying <laughs> all right, hold all on, Let, we'll get there. Let's get with okay, Reba next. I'm getting too excited. Reba, uh, before this, this was her first appearance on the big screen. After this, known for the Fox and the Hound too, and lots of TV, including obviously her own series Reba, which my mother watches on reruns every time I'm at her house. Which yeah. one? Reba. Uh, oh, Reba. It's called Reba. On reruns. Yeah, quality show right there. It was actually. As far as like formulaic sitcoms go, I found it pretty funny. Hmm. I've watched it like a couple of times, maybe. I'm I, I really it. like Reba McIntyre. Yeah, uh, big I've fan. got a soft spot for her, and kind of a hard spot, if you will. Sure. Well, but uh, in this movie, not in this movie. Okay. But she was really bad in this movie. She's yeah, not no, a good no, actor. No, no. I I disagree with you completely. We'll get into this. She, no, yeah. she was a, she was bad in this movie. I, I enjoyed. She was her not edition. full Reba yet. I think I, I, that I, accent was full Reba. I think she may, I don't know if her full name is Rebecca, but she was probably still Rebecca then. She hadn't quite reached Reba's status. I think yet. it's Reba. I don't think there's anything more. It'd be sweet if it was just Reba. I don't know the Re- answer Rebaca? Like Chewbacca? Rebaca? Rebaca. Uh, Fred Ward. Before this, this was the first feature I recognized. He has a long, long list of um, characters or uh, roles, but I, this is the first one I recognized. He's been acting since like the late 60s. But after this, known for that really strange comedy dark comedy miami blues with alec baldwin i don't know that one it's it, it's it's interesting if you want to watch it he's toothless in that movie the naked gun 33 and a third road trip joe dirt corky romano two guns and true detective, oh, I, a true detective. who is he in a true detective i tried to remember that too it was the first season and it must have not been a huge role because i haven't watched season one in he was a in the first time. season yeah with mcconaughey and in the good season yeah the, uh, the best season by far mm-hmm. the yeah. newest one was okay the second was garbage i know that your listeners aren't going to get this but i'm going to say it anyway fred ward gives me super strong rick mcward vibes and oh i totally a, oh, get that I get yeah that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's a very slick rick yeah, yeah jeff's lawyer's dad 
or sorry, Chris's Jeff's lawyer's, lawyer's dad. Yeah, my lawyer's Jeff. father. Yeah, yeah. It's good to know your lawyer's father. I I, I subscribe to that. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> you, you know what kind of character? Yeah, you know he kind of does. He's not Rick's not as gritty, but I could see that. I mean, this guy's a character actor you've seen in a million different things, and you can't name one of them. Uh, I just I I've seen him in so many things growing up, but I'm not I I don't have like that definitive role. Maybe this is it that he's really well known for. Who was he in Joe Dirt? He was Joe Dirt's dad. Oh, oh that is okay. right. He was yeah. Joe Dirt's when dad. When he loses him on vacation. Right? Yeah, he's Joe Dirt's dad. And, well, there's a scene at the end once Joe gets some fame where he the both the family members, mom and dad, come back and try to profit off of him, uh, and it's uh, well, that's the darnest thing. That's right where we left you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I uh, remember him in Naked Gun. That's probably yeah, what he's I the villain. The most. Yeah, the, those movies are great. Leslie Nielsen, rest in peace. Very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Those uh, wrongfully accused is one I want to do on the podcast, and it's one of the. I, I still find it hilarious. I remember we probably watched that together for the first time when yeah, it came out. I'm sure I didn't understand like Leslie Nielsen's legacy at that point and his brand of comedy, and I didn't appreciate it for what it was worth. It was and, the one-eyed, one-on-one legged man. Legged man. <laughs> It's so good. And I also didn't appreciate all the homage and the references it had to pop culture and movies I hadn't seen yet, like that one. Yeah. Uh, or the there was the usual suspects one where he goes, uh, I have an important meeting in uh, men's room. Oh, yeah. And, and buzz him. Buzz him. Buzz him frog. Buzz him frog. Yep. All right. Net worth. Two chains. Just because Keenan's not Thank here. you. There you go. Keenan always does that. that. Uh, you want to do the canopsis too? Because I didn't write one. I didn't write one either. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Do we get it over and under? Two hundred and eighty million. Oh, that's oh man. That's uh, a little that's a little high. I'm, I'm gonna just, say just I'm just gonna it. say fifty. Forty five. Wow. I overshot that. That's that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. You know. I no, overshot that. I don't know why I think he's bigger than he is. No, I think he is pretty big. I mean he's Yeah, but not fifty million's great, but it's not it's just chump change for Chris. He probably didn't just, <laughs> he didn't he didn't get points in the back end on Footloose. That was his problem. Right. Uh or Reba Mc, Reba McIntyre. I'm gonna go 120 million. I bet she's worth the most in this movie, and I'm gonna say, man, that's a good guess. I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna go 90. 95 million. Damn. Yeah. That's why he's got that Dogecoin. No, her her uh, her catalog of country music songs is vast and very popular. Yeah. She's like she's not quite she's not Garth popular, but she's like the female Garth popular. She's well, you saying that it would be less popular because she's a female. Yes, yeah, just, just, I'm just baiting you in there. Yeah, 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 she's got a smaller brain. Let's yeah. just put. Oh my gosh. Let's no, just no, put no. Bitch can wail. She if can you, fucking sing. If you see somebody wearing a country t-shirt, you know, like the oldie style '90s t-shirts. Oh yeah. If it's a lady, it's probably Reba. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's the lady version of Garth. I, I'm telling you, it's the, the, here's you want chance fancy. Don't let me down. And she's like Garth in that people outside of country music, the realm of country music, know who she is and like her. And it, Garth, Garth is actually a psycho, though. If you fucking watch his Instagram, he's so weird. Oh, I don't know. I think he, I, I I think I he has pe- I think he has people buried in his backyard. Oh, really? really? Yeah. I thought he'd be like a wholesome, like down to earth. Yeah, thing. he's married to Trisha Yearwood, though. No, I know. Time was an absolute fox. It is. No, it's it just he's so. He just. Have you watched the documentary on Netflix? He cries so much. Really? And I'm not against it. It's fine. But like, so, yeah. I don't want to know this, Garth. I yeah, I don't know. This was, uh, yeah, 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 I, I was, this, this is stuff, ruining a lot stuff. for me. Great stuff. Oh, he's just so crazy. There's so a documentary strange. on how weird he is on Netflix? No, no, no. It's not on how weird he is. It's a documentary about his life. He's just very weird in it. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah, you'll have to watch it. I can't really explain it until you've seen it. But he cries 11 times. 
Really? Like, my mom's mashed potatoes. I can remember smelling it. And it's like, okay, are we going to cry about this? Okay. All right. It's fine. I'm not judging He's you. He's a sentimental really, guy. I really like your Garth Brooks impersonation. <laughs> I like it a lot. New stuff. Fun stuff. Great stuff. Studio G. All right. Moving on to uh, the specs and deets, because we're not going to, well, we do that later anyway. Uh, runtime, 96 minutes. Budget, $11 million. Opened at 3.7. Ended up grossing $16.6 million. So this uh, was a modest return. Just okay. Did it get like cult status? Is this cult status oh. movie, you think? There's a trivia question about it later. But yeah, this movie really found a second life in the home video rentals. And like VHS, it did way better than than the whole movie did combined, just on VHS and video rentals. Yeah. Do you have any stats on like total Tremor franchise net worth? There's just like so many of them. I should have because yeah. they did. They kind of broke off and they took that Gummer uh, character and then had a whole family of like Jamie Kennedy's like the Gummer relative now. So he's the new Gummer. And Bert, they, you mean? Yeah, sorry, Bert, Bert Gummer. Gummer. Yeah, yeah Bert Gummer. Conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah, yeah. The 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 kind of gun nut character that's mm-hmm. overprepared and it's uh i i don't th- i mean people still watch them because it has the name tremors on it right. i don't think they're particularly good i kind of want to watch like just skip to the eighth one like watch the first it's on netflix watch i watched the, the first 20 minutes it's yeah. about a, uh this guy who is uh like cloning and keeping the what do they call them um oh they're they're into like genetic mutation yeah the, the grab okay. the grab graboid graboid and so what they do is they they set up this facility where you can like hunt them commercially like you set up like a safari where you can okay. hunt a graboid so they just got like straight looney tunes with it oh they jump the shark for yeah, sure yeah okay. yeah. yeah huh so uh can we talk about graboid for a minute like of course the producers that was like, that was chang's well it's not chang's idea it was chang's character's idea right like you know i think they could have like i don't know i know it was supposed to be like chang coming up with a bad name but like that was the name for the rest of the franchise was graboid suckoid I don't, graboid. I don't mind it i don't, I don't, I don't mind know, it like, i mean it's got the things that come out of its mouth that do its bidding that's and then true. it has the little fins that make it go through the earth. I think it's supposed to be simple and funny because it just fits the theme of the franchise and the right. movie in general. It's not supposed to sound um, sophisticated or like... Just a big worm? Snake thing? Big worm! Big worm! Big worm! Big worm! <laughs> Friday. Shout out to uh, that guy. He's also in The Replacements. Oh, that's a great movie. Big perm. Yeah, I don't mind it. Graboid's good. Yeah, it's better than Suckoid. Was not a big fan of that. <laughs> Yeah, like they go through a couple iterations. He's snakeoid. I like the oid. Let's get something else. All right. Plot keywords. Number one, elephant gun. Number two, coors, beer. Number three, tentacle. Number four, creature feature. Number five, giant worm. I'll check out. Told you, big worm. Big worm. I meant to look up if that elephant gun is an actual gun. It is. Because, well, like, elephant gun is applied to, like, a lot of different types of guns. It's not literally an elephant gun. They just call it that. But they had to rent it from a local guy because they couldn't find one to buy to purchase because I guess they stopped making them. So they found a guy, a local guy, who owned one. They're like, hey, can we buy that from him? He's like, no, I'm not selling this. He's like, well, can we rent it from you just to use for the film? He's like, sure. Wasn't it just, like, a big, long-barreled side-by-side that he puts this really long slug into? I don't know what that cartridge was, but it was, like, a This is going to be your guys' area. I'm not, I'm (laughs) not, I don't know much about guns. I came unprepared. Goodness gracious, but. That was that was pretty legit. I know that wh- that where I started to like kind of I wouldn't say lose interest, but with this movie it was like okay, Bert, who for some reason is like the franchise favorite. Yeah, he is. when him and Reba are shooting that thing, they are so slow to load. Yeah, they're they're they're, like, they're, they're shooting all around it. Yeah. They were not doing very good. They were well, not doing very good at all. You're talking. About it was embarrassing. Where they bust 
the the graboid bus into their basement. Right. That yeah. is best case scenario if you're him because that is you have your entire arsenal and you still can't put it together, you know, to kill Well, he thing. does. He does no, kill I, it. I, ah! I thought it was refreshing that, you know, most of these monsters movies, the guns do literally nothing to the monsters. Yeah. So it was kind of cool for once. Like, they actually killed the monsters. It's to the guns. point where you're like, why, do you, yeah. why are you even yeah. using this? It's doing nothing. It's so like, like, but, yeah. but then they carried guns throughout the rest of the movie, and every time yeah. the tentacles came up, they never really shot at they, it again. They didn't never shoot again. And there was actually a scene where Valentine and uh, Earl... And the what's Rebecca? What was the the, the seismologist's name? Oh, the the oh. Uh, shoot, the love interest. Yeah, the the grad student. I, anyway, her name's escaping me. The seismologist. They're all like holding still. The thing comes out of the ground, you know, clear shot out of the ground. He's got the elephant gun and he's banging it on the ground to make noise to get the gravel <laughs> instead of just shooting just the like thing. You yeah, one early with that man. Well, just shoot the tentacles, then it's wounded. Yeah, you know, if something. you don't kill it, at least the things that come out to grab you aren't going to continue to grab you. Yeah, they only have, there's only a finite amount of them that they have. Right. Right. I I did I, I had the same thought though, Chris, like he's supposed to be this like super prepared like military, you know, weapons expert and the way he's shooting is like Everything's he's got a hip the gun shot down here and he's just spraying everywhere. He doesn't yeah. look like he's a, a, a not a literal veteran, but yeah. a veteran when it comes to um holding and aiming and firing a weapon. He right? hip shots everything. It does seem like he's doing this. Yeah, it, it, it is best case scenario for the graboid to bust into his basement he with his arsenal. He gets it done, though, to give him, to give him credit. Like, in time. Does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in time. Good thing there wasn't two. And he does work his way up the calibers. Like, it starts with, like, yeah. you know, it does. two, two, three. He goes to the shotgun, and then he goes up. He finally is like, okay, and, go to the elephant gun. And I don't know if it was just supposed to be comedic or not, because then he had the elephant gun in the in the behind the, the glass, glass and he breaks it. And, yeah. oh, now I got this. And, yeah. and Reba like seemed to know. Like, break in case of emergency. Yeah, she seemed yeah. to know her shit way more than anything else. Like, oh, you're gonna you're not going to want the 30-30 for that. You're going to want to do, you know. And there, there was also a little detail in there that I appreciated where, like, they're out on this, like, honey mission for these snakes, right? They think they're snakes at the time. They come back, and they'd obviously fired some brass. She immediately comes in. Throws the brass into the cleaner. What is a, that? I didn't know what that was. It's a tumbler, and like it just like takes these little pieces of sand and like cleans your brass off, oh. so that you can reload. Yeah, they, they, they make. Oh, so you can. Re it's like recycling and brass. So they like, make their yeah. own bullets. She's like trained. Oh. She's like, all right, got to get my brass clean. Like first thing, like they've been in the house for like thirty seconds after being on a hunt for these snakes. I mean, so. these people were. They were very they were to like, call them. They're on it. Gun enthusiasts would be the understatement of yeah. the century. They were. They love their guns, man. I just thought it was a. It was a They're, nice detail. It speaks that. to her character. They should just yeah. spend more time at the range and less time yes. with them in their basement. Yeah. Maybe take it. Maybe take a class. All right, taglines. There was two, and they're both okay. The mo oh, actually, I like the first one. The monster movie that breaks new ground. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like it. That's pretty good. Uh, this one's not so great. The ultimate underground movie. It'll leave you legless. Mm. Mm, boo. Reach. Reach. All right, we do a normally do a synopsis after this, but. Um, Cannabis Keenan's not here, so we, we can't refer to Cannabis Keenan. So we will go on to the Real Buzz Rundown. And we talked about some of this stuff yet, but I was the one the first thought I had was like, there's no breakfast like a bologna and beans breakfast. Bologna and beans. Bologna and beans, out baby. On the trail. And a nice Coors light right after. Even if you're like they, they seem like they were only about 30 minutes away from their trailer, but apparently they, they pack bologna, beans, and eggs and coffee and just sleep in their truck. Just so strange. You can't quite get back to your trailer after a hard All the work. essentials. There's got to be food that's more uh, easy to cook on the go than like eggs and beans. and Not if you want a breakfast that's as good as that is. It's true. It's like, I cooked, yes, I cooked eggs. It's like, okay, that sounds a little normal. It's like, oh, I did beans and bologna. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Beans and I've never had those two things within ten feet of each other, let alone bologna. together. I'm gonna eat that tonight for sure. I might try it. Yeah. 
I'm going to give it a shot. There was one other food-related comment that I made a note about, and that was when they were about to get on horseback to go right across the mountains, Chang comes out and he's like, just casually says, here you go, Earl, here's some Swiss cheese and some bullets. And right. I was like, Swiss cheese? That would be the <laughs> worst thing. Well, the, the craziest part is Earl bad. goes, thanks, Chang. Yeah. Like, it was some, like it's, that's helpful. I mean, the bullets are helpful, but the, the Swiss, Swiss cheese, I like, guess uh, that's not going to stay out there in the heat very no, well. No, no, I can't think of a worse thing to have on the trail in so Swiss, than Swiss cheese. Because like, when it heats up, it's going to stink bad. I, yeah. yeah I just, it's not going to last a day. I got a kick out of that. Uh, well, so what's so I and they never really say or establish the actual relationship between Bacon and Ward. Are they brothers? Are they partners? Like, who owns, I the, think du- who owns just, the double wide? Who owns the truck? I think they're just buddies. I think they're just buddies that you know, there was no because he's substantially familial. older than him. Ward is substantially older, yeah. They just kind of work together and do odd job stuff and call it a day, yeah. yeah for God, sure. that, that what I just that, it was just weird that they never gave their relationship any kind of establishment or a backstory. But that being said, I mean. They're handyman. That's yeah. yeah. That's what they do. Uh, so, I did. I, I liked the Jeep a lot, though. Yeah. What the truck? You mean? Yeah. Uh, there was a Jeep. That's that. Was it like a modded Jeep? Modded. No, that was like a Jeep. Uh, what do they call it? I, I keep wanting to say G wagon. It's not a G wagon. Uh, well, it's the original Gladiator, which is the the new ones. Now you're talking about yeah, the Jeep but, with the flatbed. Yeah, but that was yeah. just a that was just a Jeep. I actually they, looked- they used to make a truck. I actually looked that up because I was like, that is a really cool Jeep. It what is, is cool. it called? Is, is it a cool J something? It's a Jeep J, and then that's a fancier version of the J called the Gladiator, and that was a 60s model, I think. Oh, see, I always thought the Gladiator was just um, like was, a nickname, and I didn't, know, I didn't know it was actually given to it by Jeep. Yeah, but. they said it was a really rare Jeep, and they had a hard time tracking it down, but I guess they must have wanted this really specific look, and it looked cool. It's like, pretty rad. I do like it. It was, pretty good. A, it was the coolest truck in the whole movie. Well, uh, the GMC that uh, Gummer drove was pretty cool, too. Yeah. That, that was uh, that was, a, was it a Jimmy? I don't know. I don't remember. Was it a Bronco? Like I thought it was a Bronco, but I didn't look into no, it. No, it was a GMC. I think I think it was a Jimmy. I'm not. I, okay. I don't remember exactly. I didn't pay though. Attention. It was a cool car though, and that was actually uh, the guy who played Gummer. That was his personal vehicle he just really? purchased. Yeah, awesome. His personal vehicle. He's just uh, he's a team player. He yeah. He's like well, or or he's just like my character drives this car. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Chill out, man. You can drive that car. I just love how, like, there's eight movies. Like, he's the Tremors guy now. Like, his yeah. whole life is about Tremor. Like, I don't want to hang out with this guy. See, it could be hot take. I thought he was more of a liability throughout a lot of it than anything. What do you mean? Every time they were ready to make a move, like, even when they had the, the dozer with the trailer behind yeah. it, they're like, Bert, come on. And then he's like, well, which gun should I take? Hey, Bert, come on. The thing's eating us right now. Yeah, it's, it's Well, it, it, I don't know. Maybe I should do this. We'll, we'll take this bag and I'll see. Bert, we're literally getting eaten alive. It's Can you just hop on the damn dozer? It is weird that that they every time they stopped, their lives were at much higher risk. And he did take the time to contemplate yeah. which caliber of rifle he wanted to take, which would be more effective right. strategically for the situation they were going to be. And he even asked his wife, Reba, and she's like, well, let me ponder this. The 458's got better penetration. You got to carry less ammo. And she had more to say on I it, I nicknamed too. my penis the 458. I thought he was a liability. If he if he didn't more make like the, the pipe right. bombs out of the plumbing vents coming through his roof if he didn't do that he would have not he would have been a liability for everybody yeah he definitely was he had the hardware that they needed but his overall well you knew how to make the bombs too but yeah Yeah, if he didn't do the bombs he was kind of useless i think no i think you're being way too hard on this guy no he kills one of the one of the graboids yeah he does it's true he also four total he kills ones with all the ammo he also knows how to make the pipe bombs and without the pipe bombs they all die 100%. Without the, well, but 
uh, an argument could be made that if they weren't sitting there so long letting the gas run out of the dozer while he's waiting to get on it, they may not have even needed the pipe bombs. No argument that he took way too long to do Every most things, time for sure. it did. So. I don't think dozers are known for being the most fuel-efficient vehicles. Yeah. Uh, they must I have could had, be wrong. They must have yeah. had a, uh, a canister of fuel or two to go the nine miles to the uh, Rocky Mountains or whatever. That's actually a great question. Yeah. Could that For a dozer to travel nine miles... How much diesel fuel would it take? Like how many right. gallons? I think it depends. That thing was not it was a big old in great dozer. condition. Too. No, well, back in '89, it probably wasn't in terrible condition. I mean, no, well, it, no, in it, in the uh, movie, even water movie, I even watching it, it was not in great condition. Yeah, it was like an older model. It was big too. It was very big. It said thirty tons. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you know, I I thought that it was kind of uh, it was like creative to the movie. All always felt like it was going somewhere. Like you weren't like hour and 30 minute runtime or whatever was like totally totally cool with me yeah it's it just it was good it the plot advanced quick enough and i thought there were going to be moments in this movie you're just like oh my gosh like i get it like get away from the worm but it wasn't like that at all like, no like it, it, it and that's why and that's why this movie works is because it's concise uh it's that fat is trimmed off there's nothing there that doesn't need to be there because a lot of times the reason why movies like this suck is because a director likes to think he's more of an artist than he actually is with the movie he's making and he turns a simple 90 minute horror comedy into something that's supposed to be like have a higher meaning and it sucks yeah 100 so the, the 90 minutes here is perfect great runtime yeah i thought it i thought it paced really really nice yep, pacing um, was good and I, I honestly i the first like even 45 minutes i was like i wish more movies would just follow that model yeah like here are the characters then just get right into it yeah there's and there's some movies that do a good job of exploring like uh diving in deeper to characters and uh kind of exploring how they react with each other but i just think that for a movie this is not like a movie that's that has depth it's yeah. a shallow no, movie it's, it's not supposed to yeah it was like it was like a really good b horror movie i guess yeah. i put it that way exactly that's exactly it what it worked, was it yeah. worked pretty well too like um I was surprised too, like how they got all the dirt to move underneath. You know, so they built all the sets for everything yeah. they had to. Have. The practical effects were pretty cool. Yeah, actually. They, they did a very good job on it. All things considered, and that's why the later Tremors movie suffers because they go from practical to digital effects, and mm -hmm. it totally ruins it. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I think '80s was the probably the best time for horror films because every they, there was no digital effects; everything had to be practical. So if you wanted to have gore, if you wanted to have uh, something you had to create it and there were people who were masterful about creating yeah. like graphic gore effects that are really really good that are much better than the digital effects that we have yeah. today I, I know it's cheaper to do the digital effects and it's less time consuming but it looks way better with the practical I, effects yeah. like the thing like the movie the thing yeah is terrifying kurt russell baby it's practical effects and you're just yeah. like Ugh, like i do not want to watch this <laughs> but i also really want to watch this because it's good it's easier to dissociate from like thinking this thing is real when you know it's a it's computer CGI. graphic mm -hmm. it's like oh it's like watching a video game but when i found these monsters disgusting yep. and like the they're obviously everything was real and practical they're very it's gooey very gooey they're very very gooey every time they splat and every time it like Rubs its tentacle on something, it leaves like goo behind. Yeah, it's like a snail trail. I it thought is like the, a snail trail. I thought the you know the only hokey looking practical effects were when the the little snakes would come out of the ground from his mouth, and sometimes those looked a little bad. Yeah. But didn't bother me. I think uh, w one of the notes that I liked about it was like when they had the jackhammer and they 
the jackhammer oh, it goes punctured, into it. Yeah, punctured one of the stands. And the jackhammer runs across the road. I was like, okay, that's a pretty cool yeah. practical effect to recreate. Like somebody had to really uh, engineer something cool there to make yeah, that shot. That's and that's why you have so much more respect for it. It's the engineering behind yeah. it. It's the right. thought behind how are we going to create this from a practical perspective instead of just making a computer do it. It's very cool. Yep. And it's a lost art. <laughs> uh so we, we talked about this earlier, KP. Uh, KP the uh, the Burt Gummer has a pretty fucking sweet corduroy Atlanta Hawks hat. Yeah, it just it seems so out of character, but very I kinda, weird. I kind of really like it. It's like if you're gonna pick an NBA fan in that movie, like he's the last person I think that's gonna be rooting for the Atlanta Hawks. But maybe that's where he met his sweetheart Reba because she's got that. She you know, does that, that southern draw. That southern she's from draw. that area. But he doesn't have the southern draw. So, like, perhaps mm. they spent some time in Atlanta. Maybe he's a casual NBA fan. Maybe but, she was a Hawks cheerleader, and he sat courtside one day, and that's they locked eyes, and her. he was like, you want to move with me to perfection Nevada? Yes. And We're she gonna. said, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Whatever you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Best Reba impersonation today. Uh, you also know you live in a shithole town when your dream is to get out of it and live in Bigsby, Nevada. Yeah. Oh, we got to make it to Bigsby. It's like, oh, Jesus. That's just, that's, that is very sad. Everything felt very hot, though. Like, it made me not want to go to Nevada ever. Yeah. Even the even the dude, like, tending to his garden, like, kind of like taking the hoe and picking at the weeds. You would never be able there's... to have what he had in the deserts of Nevada. That's just, there's no soil. It's all sand. It's yeah. desert. TLC. He had a lot of love in those plants. I guess, man. And then even one of the the one of the gals had like a little lawn sprinkler going. Yeah. What a waste! I saw that and I was like, where are they getting their water from? The, you know, it just seemed very hot. I had a lot of questions about the residents of perfection in general. One yeah. Of them was oh like, yeah. So one lady is going to pay. He's going to hire out handyman to build her a pottery kiln for one month because she's got a big order. It's like, who is this artistic lady that's getting big orders of pottery out in Perfection Nevada? And it's going to take them one month to build a pottery kiln. Yeah, I mean, that's and you know, that's got to be a hell of an order. Yeah, like Well, it sounded like it was a kit. And yeah. then she's going to give him free lunch and beer. Yeah, she she must have been like some eccentric artist that like moved out to nowhere and is like yeah. had a big following. Arguably a terrible mother, too. Yeah. She yeah. she lets her knowing when they're knowing Knowingly that there's a, like a creature out there under the sand, she's just she just lets her daughter pogo stick wherever the fuck she wants. Right, yeah, the pogo stick lady was way late to the game. Yeah, yeah. everybody's inside huddling, and she's just boink, 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 boink. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I also think it's like, and again, I know it's a small town, but how bad is your town infrastructure if there's literally one road where you can get in and out yeah. of the town? I'm, I'm sure there's some places like that, but oh, that's what drove Bert to it. Yeah, he, that's what he, he said. He said, I wanted to come here. Because, yep. So now that we're on Burton, we talk about him like I have this theory, like if, Bert, if, if he was a real guy, he would have. He, he is a real guy. He would have insurrected the Capitol and he would have stopped. Okay. The he voted for Trump. He would have stopped the steal. He would have done it. Burt literally is Q. Yeah. He's QAnon. He definitely like, is. He's like, the guy that started it. Once Burt got his hands on the Internet, it's all over. Mm -hmm. yeah. It would be all over. But also that being said, though. Best guy to have in that situation. Nope. A lot of guns and wildly ineffective. Yeah. One thing I did appreciate. I'm, I'm so, hating on him. Somebody on that film crew knew about guns because uh, one of the first lines from Bert was he's he's complaining to Chang that he he had his hollow points that he ordered but didn't have Hydroshock <laughs> hollow right. points. And I was like, Hydroshock hollow points. I'm pretty sure that's a real thing. And I looked it up, and it is. It's like It's like a vast improvement on hollow point ammo that the FBI uses because it has like a metal cone in it. 
uh, to make it expand better. And I was like, somebody threw that detail in because they know about guns. That's so crazy. Yeah. And that's, and that's supposed to – I kind of remember them going over in the movie The Departed talking about what happens when – I don't know if it's a hollow point bullet, but just uh, 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 some kind of special ammunition hits your brain and it – like mushrooms – yeah. That's yeah. what hollow points are. Okay, that okay. That's that. That makes sense. Then a hollow point is just a bullet that hits you and then expands out and makes the bullet bigger as it's going through. So you tiny entrance wound, very big exit wound. Yeah. Yep. So that's definitely makes the uh, ammunition more lethal. But yeah, exit just, wounds, DMX. I just uh, rest in peace, rest in power, King. Hydra. I need the Hydra Shock, Chang. Come on now. Why does he need the Hydra Shock? Why is Chang the the arms dealer? Yeah, that is weird. He, he sells gets, groceries and ammo. I yeah. think it's more like that's where the point of order. Like that's he's like the Amazon. Like he can post the order for the town of perfection. So like back you know? when you went to Oregon Trail and you went to the general yeah. store yeah, and like they're just like, well, I can order that for you. Sure. The okay, one thing yeah. that was that I was kind of jealous was is the town dynamic. Like it would be nice. Like oh, I'm just gonna stop by in the morning. See everybody in the town. You know, there's Bert buying his ammo. There's, mm-hmm. you know, Chang slinging his beer. I'll, I'll grab that. Right. And, you know, like that'd be, that is kind of a you fun. Wanna, you want to live in perfection. You want to be I want to live in perfection, but yeah. I don't want to live in perfection of Yeah. I was kind of mad that Melvin didn't die. That Dude, looked, that's the one fucking character I wanted to die. Like, okay. Where did he get his stupid blank Lakers jersey? There's nothing on it. Yeah, I knew you were going to comment on the Lakers jersey. Like, it, it, it did confuse me as well. And also, there was one guy, I can't remember what his name was, but he had a yellow shirt, and he was like, don't go off all half-cocked there, Valentine. Yeah, that guy and, sucked, too. And I was like, that guy he is 100% going to die. Like, I mean, you, you utter a line like that, you are dead. And he was right. He was like, we should probably get out of here, which obviously is the logical thing to do. And he was like, right. well, don't go all half-cocked. What, do you want to stay here? Yeah, like, what's the plan outside of that? What about when they first find the tongue? And he sells it to Chang for fifteen dollars. That's a, yeah. They they really their negotiating skills are dog shit. Yeah, but for some reason, too, that punk kid just wears it around his neck for the next day and a half. No, he was he was like he he screamed out of the store and was like going to scare them all. He cried wolf like eleven yeah, times. Yeah, and he didn't. He should have died. He should have died. died. You cry wolf that many times, you got to die. He looks like Kevin's brother from the Wonder Years. He did. Yeah, that's fair. I point. think it he might did. be him. It could be. I think it might be the same actor. Uh, I also love the fact that Trop uh, kicked me Jesus through the goalpost of life. Quintessential country listening. That was what's playing in the doctor's buried car. Very fucking funny. Wait, yeah. What was the title of this song? Drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life. Oh my gosh. It's fantastic. <laughs> I have never heard this song. I am going to listen to it immediately. Dude, it's great. It's fucking fantastic. Okay. It's it's playing in the in the station wagon when it's buried. Drop yeah. kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life. Wow. Which it was also cool when Didn't they uncovered it, the headlight was on still. Yeah. You could hear the radio and the headlight was on still. Good batteries. Yeah. Which to me, if I was if I saw it, if I if you just saw like a light in a grill, you wouldn't think there was a whole car. But if it's attached to the light still, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would be like, "Hey, this is a this." There's yeah. a whole car there. That was the moment they freaked out, yeah. right? And I, I, one of my funny things, it's funny. The the movie starts with them just getting the f out of town, getting the hell out of Dodge, and they found two bet two dead bodies on the way out. Right. And both time they just pulled on over. Oh, do you see that? There's another dead body. Well, they, they then they just freak. throw it in the back of their 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 G wagon, J wagon. In their defense, what else can they do? I would. I don't know if they're ready to get out. And just keep driving. I don't know. Like, well, they I, did, I feel like they did the decent thing, right? Like they yeah. returned the first guy's body, and then the second one, they stopped and they warned the construction workers that there's a murderer on. The hey, list. there's a guy running around cutting yeah. people's heads off. And then when they came back, they were yeah. When they found that guy's head in his lettuce patch or whatever, which yeah. major plot hole? There's a construction crew that just gets eaten and stops working, and nobody's checking on that. 
No, the, there there's was, no foreman. There was there's another, no nothing. There was another scene where another construction truck on the other side of the rock uh, rock slide comes, and that guy got eaten too. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, but I think the, the construction time, workers were there to get eaten just to move yeah. things along. But I think the time frame of this storyline is only a couple of days. I don't know if it's long enough to where people would start wondering where certain construction groups or are yet. Eventually, yeah, they point. would. Fair point. They're not know. like oh, depends it's been on the six time hours. Yeah. We better go check on the old perfection Nevada situation. Yeah. And also, I also noticed that people get their ankles tangled up in draggable substances a whole heck of a lot in this film. Right. It, it's that uh, you've got the construction worker was the first guy. I don't remember what he just like some kind of a hose loops his fucking ankle. It was the jackhammer. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then it happens to Rhonda too. I think she gets. No, that was the most prime example that you're talking about. Yeah. When she's running into the house the, and just trips and falls. No, the barbed wire. Yeah, gets the barbed tangled. wire gets her, oh, and, and then she just gets drugged by the ankle. I love. I, I love picturing like. You know, the writers getting together like, okay, we have to get this girl's pants off. How are we going to do it? And one guy's like, what if the monster grabs the barbed wire? It's wrapped around her pants. They got to take the pants off. So Kevin Bacon's like, take your pants off, yeah. Rhonda. Like, I, just, I just love that idea. They're like, brilliant. Write that down. Write that down. I read, so the removal of a woman's pants in a life-threatening situation would look a yeah. whole lot different today than it did back in 89. Yeah. yeah. whole lot different. The underwear if said person was wearing any, would likely be just a little more revealing. And I also like when she was getting bandaged up in Chang's store. Like, they're all in a semicircle watching her getting bandaged up in her underwear. Yeah. And only after that, like, you know, they, they're like, oh, here's some pants. Yeah, Chang's like, like, here's some jeans. Like, well, I guess we'll give you some privacy now and stop gawking at you while you're getting bandaged up. I mean, and again, it's a PG-13 movie. I was actually surprised with the amount of gore they got away with uh, in the PG-13 movie. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I was under the impression the first one was rated R, and then once the uh, subsequent sequels came out, they went PG-13 because it could appeal to a broader audience. But no, the first one, PG-13. Like, yeah. uh, you got a couple, got a really good use. Like You get one F-bomb in PG-13 movies, and it was utilized to perfection in this movie with Kevin Bacon. I don't remember. I don't remember the F bomb. Uh, uh, so it's when they get into that kind of cement culvert uh, after oh. the the graboid runs oh, into and he goes, yeah. "Fuck you!" <laughs> it was really good. Can we talk about that scene for a second? I had a, I was disappointed that that's how the first graboid died. Like, He's ran to a brick like wall. He ran into yeah. a brick wall and died. I was like, these things are tearing apart buildings. They're like, you know. Yeah. They're like raptor level intelligence to problem solve. They do seem creatures. Yeah, they seem like and, they have the ability to problem solve. And like solve. this one, like he totally just died because he ran into a culvert. Like go splat. Somebody. Well, hear me out. Maybe like look at the size of the human population. If you take a sample size, there's going to be smarter the and dumbest, dumber ones. He was He's the just the dumb one. Boy. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, he was he the was gym bob. And they spent yeah. the time to dig up his entire body too, which was yeah. weird. I guess it's that. I would have been more like, hey, there's probably another one out here. Well, yeah, the size. The seismologist, I don't know if that's the right word, the yeah, grad yeah. student studying seismology, I think that is right, uh, just like, based off of my readings, there's three more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I did enjoy the scene, too, where, you know, they're excited because, oh, it's the new college students in town. And it's like, okay, number one, you live in perfection. You're a handyman, and you're like, your standards are so high that a college-level lady, who is an attractive lady, Pulls up. And well, not by his standards. Clearly not with the sunscreen on her nose. Like, yeah, she was looking like, terrible that day. She even kind of like. But, you know, just the odds. That she's a like, very attractive woman. Right. Like, yeah. And like, they're like, oh, well, we're going to put some sunscreen on her nose to make her look unattractive. I was like, 
I was just like different time, man. Like you are, you were literally just pumped out sewage from this yeah, late. Like, Kevin Bacon. But you, you're, you're also Kevin Bacon, though. Well, no, but you're Kevin Bacon in Perfection Nevada. Yeah. Like he may as well be in prison. Like he just got out of prison, and like the like he's like, oh no, I don't think so. Like is his own hand that great? Those, just, those, that saying, hair doesn't lie. There's those, there's not a dateable woman within forty miles of this town. He probably hasn't seen a dateable woman in six months. This is an attractive, educated this, woman. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Say that to his visor. He pulls it down, and it's full of blonde women. And what was his quote about his like his love, like Darla or whatever her name Darla. was? Darla. I don't remember the name, but he did have a thing like long legs, uh, long legs, it was blonde like, you hair, will have long blonde hair. You will have an ass that doesn't quit. Yep, and legs right. that go all the way up. And I was like, well, she meets like a lot of that criteria, dude. She's so. just not blonde. She really does. She's just not blonde. I, yeah. That ass looked like it didn't quit. And <laughs> and honestly, and it didn't. She made it. Yeah. That ass didn't quit. And you know what? That ass had a brain, too. Yeah. She was like an intelligent person. No, no, no. Person. That wasn't the conversation. Well, you know. I, this is 1990, Rob. And actually, th that ass did do most of the problem solving yeah. throughout. Like, she's one, hey, maybe we should pole vault. Maybe they, we should do this. They asked that ass quite a few questions about even, the species once they found it. And then he, even Kevin was talking to that ass, being like, hey, what do we do next? And she's like, why do you always look at me? So, what to do next? Because you're easily the most intelligent, educated person in of 100-mile radius of the I place. think this movie could stand the 2021 terms. Yeah, yeah maybe. Let's talk about the whimsical pole vaulting scene since you guys just mentioned that. Yeah, okay, I'm in. So yeah, loved it. So it's like this like campy nineties music and that's like they're gonna escape, whatever. Yeah. But when they grab the poles, the poles are like five feet long. It's a little convenient that they're right there. Yeah, too. there's also random poles by yeah. rocks that they're gonna escape with. But if you look, the poles are like five feet long, and then the next scene when they're pole vaulting, they're like thirty five yeah. like thirty five feet long. They're pole vaulting length. Yeah, so convenient. I don't know. I I just found that scene. They need to cut well, that scene. That's for shooting purposes because if you shoot, if you're holding like in you know close ups like a thirty five yeah. foot thing, it's not going to make it sense. Seems it's just, it's, it's like easier to hand problem. off too. Like, continuity wise, though, it just didn't work. If it may, the thing is though, I didn't notice it, and I bet most people didn't either. Yeah, I guess so it's that that's that they understand. Like I I saw it, and I think I was just like okay. Yeah, I, I mean, was, I get it. I was trying to find things to scrutinize, but I guess if I was a casual viewer, like yeah, I probably would. Especially back in eighty nine. If a worm is chasing you, I guess I'm not worried about length. Also, the yeah, when they attack, I had more problems with when they attack and when they don't attack. What do you mean? Like there was a lot of running around on the ground, a lot of you know what I mean. Like, yeah, because it was, it's, it's based off of the they hear vibration and reverberation. Right. So it's like it's like the T Rex. Right. As long as you don't move, it won't see you. Uh, yeah. It, but there were times you think it could have attacked. When even it didn't. the little Jurassic Park girl on the pogo stick. She's on the pogo stick. Kevin Bacon runs, tackles her to the ground, makes all this commotion. Right. Then the pogo stick gets eaten. That was just to have a cool pogo stick scene, though. Yeah. But you, yeah, you make that a was just, point. that was the show. They should have like been going after the meat. Right. right. Like yeah. so, and, but then there was other times when the they were spot on with what they were getting. Yeah. Again, I they kind of explain that away with the fact that it's learning about its environment and its surroundings by just kind of testing stuff. Like so, in, when it yeah. was testing, you know the. Uh, foundation of the all the different like buildings, and then figuring out okay, we got to get up on the roof. I think they were trying to convey that it was progressively learning and figuring shit out. Yeah. Again, did they ever origin story it, or did these 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 things just show up full grown? I don't know. I, that's the thing I would like to know: Are these aliens? Have they just been dormant? Um, well, I did look up what Tremors Four was about, and it is the origin story of oh. of the Tremor worms do it's, tell it's well i read like one paragraph about it and it's set in the town of rejection 
which is in the same site as the town perfection. of Perfection. That's funny. But it's in the 1860s, and the worms are smaller, apparently, and they come out in a mine shaft, like a silver mine or something that they've got going on. So I guess I'll just have to make two hours of time. That sounds Saturday objectively horrible. Tremors 4. That sounds objectively oh, horrible. Oh, and Gummer plays his own great-grandfather in that movie. Okay, I'm in on that. So Still he, so do still, not like that character. He's still in it, but he's his own ancestor. Uh, that makes, makes sense. sense. So that makes sense. I, I, I got a kick out of the fact that it was rejection to perfection. Yeah. No, that's very funny. All right. Do you know what time it is? It's time for Tipsy Trivia. That was like on. I'm cue. mad at myself for laughing at that, but I laughed at That's that. Calvin's. Rec- he recorded that himself live uh, during an episode. I just did isolated you know that? it. Now I'm really mad about that. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he 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 put a the phone or headphone right yeah, down. Yeah, it, it's uh, his. We, we don't let anyone else use the headphone. This, now. It's this specific microphone. No, no, no it's not. Right it's a, he yeah. has a he has a headset with a mic that comes out, and he just at one point during like randomly during when he took it off and just farted on it, and I was like, and it was. I mean, you heard it. That was That's a the fart. It's a pretty meaty fart. So yeah, we just yeah. kind of isolated and kept it, and it's been in that drop ever since. Yeah, I miss Calvin. I haven't hung out with him in a while. Yeah, he's the best. All right, this is the part of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. If you two get three of the five correct, I have to shotgun, and you don't. If you get less than three correct, you have to shotgun, and I don't. But inevitably, we will all end up shotgunning because it's that kind of show. Number one. This movie was a, a, a modest success, but was a smash hit on home video and rentals. How much money did this movie generate once rela- released on VHS? Was gonna, it? Oh. oh, it's multiple choice, unless you want to guess. Mm. Nope. Multiple choice A 30 million, B 40 million, C 50 million, or D 60 million. 40 million. I'm gonna go lower, I'm gonna go 30. 50 million. It made three times uh, what it generated at the box office on rentals and VHS alone. That's impressive. 16 million box office to 15 million DVD. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it took a while, but this movie. That's why they've made yeah. the subsequent seven films. It is like the perfect movie to go rent, though. Yeah. Like it's 1995. Like, you're going into a blockbuster because that's still a thing. Yeah, you know, of like, course. I'm getting tremors on yeah. a Saturday night. I enjoyed sure. it. I, actually, yeah. I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah, I liked the movie. No, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I, it wasn't a movie that I was like, fuck, that was t- hard to watch. Yeah. All right, number two. Which one of these titles was not one of the working titles for the film. So the film had several working titles. Which one of these four I'm about to give you was not one of them? Was it A, Beneath Perfection, B, Dead Silence, C, Land Sharks, or D, What Lies Beneath? Which one was it not? Yeah. So one of these, three of these were all working titles for the film. One of them was not. What Lies Beneath? That was my thought because that's like another movie, right? I mean, technically, yeah, but that movie didn't come out for 15 years. But it's like a big coincidence, though. Still. Okay. I'm going to lock that one in. That's correct. It was with Let's Okay. Look. Yeah. 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 It didn't work. Made on too us. much sense. We're not Cal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Try, <laughs> try harder next time. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, guys. My, my normal audience isn't usually quite this intelligent. <laughs> Is it that or Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> or was it D? Who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> right, like which one was Choice it? Choice G. But give hunting. me a break. What lies beneath makes sense. Nope. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> All right, number three. Not giving it to you. Which famous actress claims this as her favorite childhood film? A. Elizabeth Olsen. B. Emma Stone. C. Dakota Fanning. Or D. Aubrey Plaza. 
I'm doing Elizabeth Olsen because of the age, and she's an absolute. They're all boss. relatively the same age. I'm going Aubrey Pro- Aubrey Plaza because I think she'd be into weird, you know, Tremors movies like this. Okay, so you say Olsen, you say Plaza. Yes. Answer was A. Elizabeth Olsen. Boom. Mm. Stunt. <laughs> you were even like, well, no, I don't know. It may not be. They all they're all relatively the same age, maybe a couple of years between them. All right, number four. True or false, this is the shortest film in the Tremors franchise series. I hope that's, that's a good, true. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine making a two-hour movie. I know, there definitely are two-hour There's hour one ones. where it's like, like Tremors, like Tremors Ice Age or something. It's like I hope that's true. Tremors uh, Cold Day in Hell. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Tremors, oh. I think that's Tremors 7. So if that's two hours, that is two hours too long. They, they should sure. never go over 90 minutes, but some of them do. Gosh, I think this is like a trick question, though. So I'm going to well, say that uh, there's eight Tremors movies, he's though. He's given the answer there's, away there's, uh, Have I? There's eight Tremors movies. One of them's got to be over. Kyle, you work minutes. for the government. Figure this out. I'm going that there's one that's that's over current runtime on Tremors 1. Yeah, he gave you the answer. I did. It's true. Oh. This is the shortest one. I wasn't listening. Yeah, Rob said, no, no, there's definitely one that's over oh. two hours. Okay, well, I got and the And then you were like, anyway. well. I used my brain to figure it out well, instead of him giving me the answer. You cheated. No, I didn't cheat. I no, it, I just gave it. It, it was fun. <laughs> All right. Number five. This is a good question. Which actor was originally considered for Valentine before Bacon being cast? Was it A, Brad Pitt, B, Bill Paxton, C, Sean Penn, or D, Tom Cruise? Bill Paxton. Paxton, not Pullman. It was Paxton, not Pullman. Yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> Back in 89, it could have been any, any of those guys, though. Tom Cruise wasn't huge yet. Sean Penn was... Kind of big, but not bigger than Bacon. And not a good role for Sean Penn. Do you think uh, it would have been better with Paxton? I think Brad Pitt would have been too young. No. I love, and I'm a huge Paxton guy. Yeah. I love Bill Paxton. I, Bacon, he he does what needs to be done. Yeah, uh, Paxton would have been the other character. Oh, I would have liked that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if, ba- if Bacon was him uh, alongside Paxton. Oh, that would have been that great. That would have been better. Yeah, that I would I would definitely yeah, sign that, up for that. That would, have, that would have been a lot better. Not that the other guy was bad. No, no, he was good. He just was there. Sorry, discount Rick McWirt. Sorry. <laughs> discount second-rate Rick McWirt. Sorry, poor man's Rick. Drinking Buddies. This is the portion of the podcast where we pick a character, not an actor, but a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly shit-faced, fucked up, shy if you will, and I will with. Who is your drinking buddy, Chris? I'm going with Valentine. Yeah, that's fair. Not Bert. Bert. No. Yeah, Burt was my choice, Dude, too. He's going to have so many cool stories. Yeah, he can't hit the broad side of a He's going to have so many cool firearms. But he's no, got all the guns, no. dude. No. He's got all the cool guns to he's work got with. A, he's yeah. got a smoking hot redhead wife. She, it's true. Reba is no, That was before she was smoking hot. She wasn't not hot. She was just not smoking hot. She was hot. 80s hot. Look, man. She was 80s hot. She had the 80s, like, big. Yeah, she was yeah, 80s yeah, yeah. hot. Take it from a guy that has a smoking hot redhead wife. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. fair. He fair. Knows, I'm not discounting He that. knows from experience. I know. But I'm not hanging out with Bert. I'm hanging out with Bert. No, nope. I'm hanging terrible. out with Bert. He shouldn't be careful. That, well, that's why. That's kind of part of the reason why I don't hang out with him. He's he's also like he's a blowhard, but he also has a ton of cool guns. He's not going to do cool stuff. I feel like if you're in Nevada, you've got a Jeep, you've got all the things to do in the world. Like Valentine would be so much more fun. I think. Hey, Valentine, let's go shoot prairie dogs. Valentine, yep, would let's be, go do it. Yeah, but he doesn't have that many. He doesn't have any guns. He's got like one rifle. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Valentine's the guy I want to like hang out with every Friday night. Yeah, right. exactly. If like, I get one time to hang out with somebody, it's going to be Bert because nope. he has an elephant gun, and we can go shoot that. Plus, nope. 
objectively. The elephant gun would be a blast to shoot. That would be Boom. so much fun. You get what you did there. You go hang out oh. with Valentine, <laughs> and I'll go have a good time. All right, Rotten Tomatoes over under. I will set the critics at an eighty-five percent under. I know the IMBD score, so I'm not going to abstain from this question. Okay. Well, no, I usually, I assume, since most people know the IMDb, I don't even set an over-under. Yeah. I just say, what's the IMDb? You're, you're over and under 70? Uh, over-under for the critics is 85%. Oh, 85. I'm going to go under. 86%. The critics like oh, this movie. Really? They really did. I, you know, I'll give it. I, don't, I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, that's a good movie. I yeah. do think it's it. well-deserved. Especially given its budget, given um, what it did with its budget, and the fact that it was concise, and it was interesting and fun, I think... This movie did a good job for understanding what it is and executing it well. It's very entertaining to watch. All right. Audience, I will set at an 80%. Um, oh, this, I'm going to say under because of what it did in the box office. I'm going to say higher because of the fact that people loved it and wanted to rent it after it came out. So, Kyle, your logic is actually good because you would think Rotten Tomatoes wasn't around until 2009, right. maybe, and the people... The box office, uh, sorry, the post box office success would have already been apparent, but it's seventy five percent. Really, it's under. That I was surprised by that. Seems backwards. And the IMDb is. I'm gonna abstain. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Three point six. No, come on. No, no, no. It's, it's what are you talking about? Like, you're big. You're you're five. you're doing that on purpose. Uh, Kyle. I think it was like seven something. Out of it is. There. Yeah, seven point seven point one. Seven point one. Yeah. And my real buzz rating I will give this film is a three and a half out of five beers. Same. Just like we're I was going to say three, but I like the three and a half. Like every movie ever made is on the same scale. No, it's not. It's not how it works. Are we talking like? No, just... you got to understand. You got to take the movie for what it is. Okay. Understand. You have to contextualize it. So it's, yeah, it's not the same as like Schindler's List. Good. Right. <laughs> you, you have to take every movie <laughs> it, for that what would it. Be an interesting <laughs> podcast. We have to compare Tremors. Oh my God. To Schindler's List. <laughs> Compare and contrast. Uh, both hard decisions are made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm going to give this, like, if we're talking about, like. Just, like, uh, overall weird... enjoyment on a beer drinking podcast. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go four out of five. There you go. I like oh, it. There you go. And also, just to be fair, like, it, it's so weird to think that Liam Neeses, the guy from Taken, is also Oscar Schindler. Well, he's not actually Oscar Schindler, but he plays Oscar Schindler. Yeah. It's pretty he's wild. He's pretty good. He yeah, also, no, he, no, he's very versatile actor. Very great. Yeah. Bites a lot of wolves. Yeah, he's, he's, dude, he, I love that movie. He makes, where he breaks the mini bottles at the end and just like, tapes them to his I'm hand. Just be a full grown man about this. Let's wolf. fuck. Let's. I'm. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna fuck you up while I die. <laughs> I think he makes too many movies. He does, but well, so is Bruce Willis though. So is every action star. Is uh, he's way more watchable in modern times than Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis really hasn't made that good of a movie in a really long time, which is a bummer. It yeah, is but, a bummer because I like yeah, Bruce. Willis. I like him, but, but man, he's been in like you know, he's not. Good I'm gonna say that Liam Neeson. World. Hasn't been in a, a movie that I like as much as Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. That's fair. No, no. So Bruce Willis has day, more iconic roles yeah. for Bruce, sure. Bruce Willis yeah. has done some pretty. You're saying sweet lately? Stuff, what have you done for me lately? Kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like Taken, uh, the first one. This the subsequent two. I I don't really like. You know who really likes Taken? Bob Presley. Does Bob he? Presley is the biggest fan of the first Taken movie. I wish Bob could have been on. Which this. Bob Presley texted me not long ago. Man, did that feel pretty good? It did feel yeah. amazing. I've only met Bob two times, but he seems like a real. We dude. had quite a dialogue. Yeah. 
He seems like a real dude. Bob and I's text thread is pretty legit. Mostly it's like, man, I wish Kyle was You're like, like the son he never had. Yeah, so. it's like, it's like yeah. I wish Kyle was just better. I'm like, I know we're Kyle. I can tell by just interacting with you and Kyle that your penis is much larger. By the way, for those folks that are watching, <laughs> me and Chris are actually brothers. Right. Yeah, Bob is. We were in the womb at the same time. But and Chris, not in blood Chris and bond. got most of the nutrients in the womb. Wait, who's who's older? You or, you or Chris? I'm a little bit older. He's older. And are you the oldest? I'm I, the young one of like. Are everybody. you 32? I'm a lot wiser, though. I am 32. Okay, I turned 32 March 20th. He has less hair on his head. 25th. We're, like, so close. Oh, my God. That's, I forget that our yeah. birthdays are five days apart. Yeah. Yeah, so, but obviously, uh, anyone at the table, I'm the most manly. Like, I just. Well, you got that mustache. No, I think if, you, if you look at just, like, any sort of photo or video of me, you're like, oh, that that guy definitely. Just reeks raw masculinity. Oh, yeah. Like, if nature. we if the three of us got into a fight, I would kick both your asses. Yeah, like, it's uh, you yeah. don't you don't have a low T problem like the rest Not at all. No, no, no. No, yeah. I have fist fought Chris as a gentleman. <laughs> I've, I've heard the story. And, you know, it was actually, I, I dare say, it was me and another person fighting Chris at the same time. It's a true story. And this was on purpose, and Chris beat us both. Uh, like, dude, I growing up with Chris, I got into, handily, I would say, <laughs> three kerfuffles. The 27 or six years we've known each other did not stand a chance in any of them. <laughs> None. Yes. Yeah. I remember the Southpaw thing being a big deal. And yeah. finally it just got to which hand do you want me to kick your Wait, ass? Wait, are you a, you're you're not a lefty, are you? No, I'm a righty. But, okay. Well, I was winning, so they kept being like, You gotta go southpaw. Oh, okay, so you, you gotta go southpaw. So and they I handicapped like, you. Yeah, and, yeah, but the problem is I'm not like a trained boxer, so I I always mix the right back in. Didn't and, matter. And, Tape yeah. one hand behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't matter at all. <laughs> that was a really fun night. He's like I a, felt really bad for Jake. And he's you, like a raging circus bear. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, that's a that's exactly like if I had three words to describe Chris, I'd be like raging circus bear, <laughs> raging like, circus bear that like recently discovered his freedom and got like his muzzle off. Oh somehow. yeah, like a, like if I had one verb, two nouns, <laughs> raging circus bear. Because he's talented. Like oh yeah, bear can ride a unicycle. This Chris can definitely I'll do take that. Right? Oh man, it. back in the day, man, Chris was jumping over fires. He's putting out cigars in his arm for a long time. It was stapling his arm. Yeah. Just weird displays of masculinity. If I had to choose one person of the three of us to like adhere to like torture and, and interrogation, um, I would give in before anyone ever touched me. Uh, be giggling over here. Kyle would probably he could take a couple no. like some punches and then be like, all right, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. Not. Chris could be waterboarded for eleven hours and be like, I'm not giving you fucking shit. I grew up at a lake. Water's I grew up in a lake. Yeah. I don't know, Kyle. I I can see you staying true to it. I see. I could see you because I would see you being like, well, "Wait a minute, can I weigh the pros and cons of whether I tell you this or get tortured for a few minutes and make well, a spreadsheet?" Well, that was, and then you can torture me. I stepped on a thorn the other day. Oh, fuck! In my yeah, yard, the worst. and like I wait it, barefoot, barefoot. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, so you know that tiny amount of pain gives you an indication of how I, you know acted and how I would act under torture. Like I wouldn't do very good. No, no. I, I I would be terrible. I was hopping around the yard. My my daughter definitely. Lost respect for me. No, that's from not the thorn true. in the foot. I mean, that does hurt. <laughs> that it does suck. I stepped on a nail before. Yeah, I I didn't cry. Mine, the worst one, the getting hit in the nose. That yeah, is, that's if, the worst. If you yeah, if you can, if you want to just take me, just hit me in the nose. It's because then, like you're not crying, but your eyes water no matter what because yeah, you're hitting the nose. It goes real fast for me. Yeah, I, I my tolerance for pain is nothing. Like I got stung by a wasp. I got stung by a bee on the tongue once. I was younger, but I cried for a long time. I was like twenty-two. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's explicit, man. No, it was. I was, I was at the Ren Fest with my uh, my uh, grandfather. Say no more. Rest Ren in Fest. peace. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I was putting condiments onto a, a chicken sandwich that I procured there. And a bee, I know this sounds crazy, but it's a true story, Fla- flew into my chicken sandwich. I was putting the bun on top. I didn't realize it. <laughs> I took the bite. The fucker buzzed around my mouth for like two and a half seconds and wow. stung the back of my tongue. I opened my mouth, it flew out, and obviously died. But yeah, I was probably is, I didn't know that. I was probably eight or nine, and it. I mean, obviously, it was traumatic because That's I still remember story. it. That's yeah, that absolutely does suck. terrifying. I haven't recovered. <laughs> never eaten. A I'm still. Again. I'm still in therapy. I'm never going to the Ren Fest again. Ren Fest is an interesting uh, place to go. I've actually never been there. I've never been. Oh, guys, I go every year. Mm. No, I, I've probably been four, three or four times, and. The most interesting part is the people who decide that they want to be a character and walk around with like the girls look at those big old like things that make their tits like almost pop out of their dress. Corsets? Yeah, the corset. Well, yeah, corset. And then you've got the guys who they're usually massively like, you know, nerdy and have long beards and watch a lot of anime. And, you know, they have like an actual sword with them. It's great. It's the best people watching you'll ever find. I I should go. I just because it's fun to do once at least. Yeah. I gave Chris a sword one time. Oh, I, he did. I still have it. Like a real sword? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Is that the one uh, hanging, it's hanging up? above yes. my office? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right. And then you also it's have a, a badass sword. You also sword. have an axe hanging up in your. I do have an axe yeah. as well. You know, that's, and a that's Civil War biggest, gun as well. That's the biggest uh, sign of respect you can give to someone. It's pretty like, legit. Here's a sword. I now, now knowing that, I feel terrible. I I've never given you a sword. Well, and the worst part of it is, I haven't been nice to Kyle throughout our entire relationship. <laughs> It's just me trying to gain his affection. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, here's a sword. Like, shut up, Kyle. Get out of here. Also, I, random fact, I killed a snake in his house with that sword one time. That's a true story. No shit. Like that's a true. big six-foot black snake. It was yeah. black, the black snakes are all... <laughs> sounds terrible. True. But yeah, that's pretty the, cool. The gardener snakes uh, are everywhere. I'm pretty sure I have that picture of you just holding it up. I think we've come like full circle back to Tremors by saying snakes. Oh, my gosh. We have. Yeah. Maybe that's... All right. That's a good place to end it. Let's do a, it. Like a rocky trail back. Thank you for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz crew. Well, I say Real Buzz Rob and the Dynasty Duck Boys. Uh, (laughs) Kyle, take us out. If you're ever out in the Nevada desert, just make sure that you don't listen to the field goal kicking Jesus song. We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Oh, thank you.